So welcome. <clears throat> Sorry. So welcome to Exodus 19, a nation married to Yah, <clears throat> with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath. And I pray also that whatever you and your friends, family and friends are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to go through. Today we want to talk about Matthews 19. Just want to read Matthews 19. Uh, just to point out some things as always. And let's just get started. And it came to be when Yahweh had ended these words that he felt he left Galil and came into the borders of Yehuda behind Yarden. And large crowds followed him and he held them there. And the Pharisees came to him, trying him and saying to him, is it right for a man to put away his wife for every reason? And he answered and said to them, do you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? So there's one particular subject that I can go into, but I don't feel like going into that. I feel like that's heavily spoken spoken of and. I don't feel like what it's like. But you can, you can see here that he said, do you not read that he who made them at the beginning? Yahweh is bringing up Elohim. And in Elohim, and in the beginning, I'm always thinking Genesis. Right? He said, and said, for this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Right, so he took the Pharisees back to the beginning. He didn't say, you know, this is what I think, and he didn't give us nothing that was was changed from from that. Because a lot of people say, you know, when Yahshua died on the cross, that he took away a lot of the things that we had to do. We don't have to do that no more, and that you know, uh, because he died for our sins. But right here, you can see that he went right back to the beginning. Six, so that they were are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what Elohim is joined together, let no man separate. And again, you see that Yahshua is going right back to Elohim. He's not pointing nothing out for himself. They said to him, Why then did Moshe command to give a certificate of divorce and, and to put her away? And he said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart. Moshe allowed you to put away your wives, but from the beginning, he keeps going back to the beginning. He says, but from the beginning, it was not so. He said, and I said to you, whoever puts away his wife, except on the ground of whoring, except on the ground of whoring, and marries another, commits adultery, and whoever marries her who has put, been put away commits adultery. These are the way, this is the way it was supposed to go from the beginning. But now in 2023, you know, uh, um, a human that's in high power, according to himself, can change God's word without a thought. That's why in the Old Testament, it always said, and a certain king made Israel to sin because he okayed it. 10. His taught one said to him, if such is the case, of the man with his wife, 
it is not good to marry. His taught one said to him, if such is the case of the man with his wife, it is not good to marry. 11. And he said to them, not all receive this word, but only those to whom it has been given. Everybody's not going to hear what I'm saying. Everybody's not going to receive these podcasts that I give out. You're just not. Every week I'm trying to think. I, this this chapter that I'm, that I'm going to read today, this chapter has to convince somebody. And I'm not talking to those that have an ear to hear, that's supposed to hear what I'm saying. I'm not talking to them. When I find something good, like a good sandwich or a good or a nice outfit, you usually want to tell somebody because you're enjoying it so much that you would like for them to enjoy it. You would like for them to experience what you're experiencing. So coming up in Christianity and now walking away from that, I'm, I'm thinking, well, if I could just point this out to you. If I can read along with you, or you can read along with me, maybe you'll see what I'm talking about. But for some reason, and I know the reason, which is very confusing to me, God has not given that ear to you yet. And my prayer is that he give it to you before it's too late. Because I do believe that I'm on a really nice track in understanding what the word is saying. I really do. 11, and he said to them, not all received this word, but only those to whom it has been given. 12, for there are eunuchs who were so born from their mother's womb. So eunuchs not having their private parts, they were born like that. That's the first example of eunuchs. He says, and then, and then, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men. A lot of time when a king would want somebody to raise to help, uh, when they were serving the king, and the king had daughters or a wife, the king would have those men parts removed. So some eunuchs were made, made by men. Some eunuchs were born like that. And then there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the reign of heavens. Some people have done it to themselves. So you have eunuchs who were born like that. You have eunuchs that were made eunuchs by men. And then you have eunuchs that, were, that, that's, that did it to themselves. He, 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 he who is able to receive it, let him receive it. Basically, he said, I said what I said. In my notes, I have, we have come to the kingdom of heaven. We have to come to the kingdom of heaven like a little child, humble, with the witnessing, with the willingness to learn. 13, then the young children were brought to him to lay his hands on them and pray. And the taught ones rebuked them. And Yahweh said, allow the children and do not stop them from coming to me, for of such is the reign of heaven. And having laid hands on them, he went from there. 16, and see, one came and said to him, good teacher, what shall I do to have each everlasting life? He said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except one, Elohim, referring back to the Father. 
He says, but if you wish to enter into life, this is, he says, guard the commands. He says, guard the commands. He takes you back to Genesis. He takes you back to Exodus, early Exodus. He doesn't implement his own agenda, his own will. He talks about his father a lot. He talks about the beginning a lot. The commands, the commandments, the covenant is in the beginning. He does not stray from the beginning. 18, he said to him, which, which commands are you talking about? And I heard a pastor say, who is well known, that the commands that he's about to say to this young man, that's the only ones you have to do. And he says, which? And Yahweh said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. He says, respect your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what the pastor said. He said, that's all you have to do. He said, see, Yahshua didn't even name all of them. 20, it says, the young man said to him, well, all these things I have watched over from my youth. What do I still lack? I didn't even hear Yahshua said that he lacked anything. He's the one that brought it up. How am I still falling short? Because if Yahshua named a couple, and he said he did them from his youth, why did he feel like he lacked? He felt like something wasn't right. Let me make sure that I'm going to be able to get eternal life. And even though he didn't say it, he said, what do I still lack? 21. Yahshua said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And when the young man heard the word, he went away sad because he had many possessions. Stop right there. So since you're going to ask me, Yahshua HaMashiach, what it is that you lacked, when I didn't say that you lacked anything, from just simply reading what we're reading here. Since you initiated the question, I'm going to tell you what you do. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to show you where you're lacking at. 21, Yahshua said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. That's the first two commandments right there. Not loving nothing more than God. Or Elohim, right? And love it because the first two commandments is, is 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 both love how much you love Elohim, right? I should have I should have pulled those two up, but I didn't. So he said, uh, he said, if you wish to be perfect. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And the young man heard the words and went away sad because he had many possessions. And in teaching, I heard messages that 
it was wrong to have stuff. I know Solomon had a lot. I know that a land of milk and honey was promised. I know that the Bible says that he wish above all things that you prosper, even as your soul prosper. So I don't think it's stuff. I think it's the love of your stuff. You can have a nice car and you wash that car and you wax that car. You vacuum that car. You clean that car. You make sure that car is always pristine. But you don't give Yahweh no time. You love that job. You make good money. You're, you're allowed to do a lot of things in your life, but you don't give Yahweh no time. You love your beauty. You love your hair. You love your body. And you invest in it so much. You show everybody how, how you can twerk that backside like nobody's business, but you don't give Yahweh no time. He doesn't care about the possessions. He cares about the possessions, having you to where you can't love him because of them. 80% of your day and time is you thinking about how you can get more stuff. So this right here is talking about the first and second commandment. It is about loving God or Elohim. And the rest of them is loving your neighbor. The other eight are loving Loving well, the other seven, and then one is about the Sabbath. I'm trying to find it, but not take up too much time. 23 And Yahweh said to his taught ones, Truly, I say to you that it's hard for a rich man to enter into the reins of the heavens. And again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, through the eye of a needle, than for a rich man to enter into the reign of Elohim. To the reign of Elohim. Why? Because you can't really tell a person, like, like if you're struggling in life and you're preaching this word and you have an opportunity to talk to somebody that's making six figures, I mean, you could just see that they're doing well. How do you, how is that person going to receive your message? The car is outside the house, the clothes, the cologne, the money, the credit cards. He's not, the way he even makes his money could be evil. So if you can talk to him or her, and they're thinking inside their mind, a lot of the ways that I am making my money is from a lot of backbiting stuff. And Yah is telling me to stop that. That's going to bring down my income. So if I acknowledge the fact that I'm doing wrong in this thing, I'm going to have to stop it, which is going to slow my income down. And even though I have enough, I'm, I don't want to do that. So I'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not that's not for me. God has not brought me there yet. In 25, he said, and when he taught his and when his taught ones heard it, they were very astonished, saying, who then is able to be saved? If you're saying that it's going to be hard for a rich man to enter into the reins of heaven, well, who can be saved? Because they were doing fine in life. Remember, they they owned ships. 
And looking intently, Yahweh said to them, with men, this is impossible. But with Elohim, all, all is possible. So let's go back to 21. And then what did I write here? 2236. So as 21 says, Yahweh said to them, if you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And when the young man heard the words, he went away sad, because he had many possessions, and we just went into that whole thing, and then I said that that pastor said that, see, that's all he mentioned. But let's go to Matthews 22, 36. Matthews 22, 36. It says, teacher, what is the great commandment in the Torah? Why are you asking Yahshua HaMashiach, who's about to die on the cross, to where you don't have to do these things no more? And by the time he dies on the cross, the person that's asking him, what is the great commandment in the Torah? He's going to still be alive. I mean, I'm just saying he might be 20, 30, 40 years old. And Yahshua has some weeks left to where he's going to die on the cross. Like if he's about to die on the cross, why are you worried about what's the great commandment? Because it's all, it's all going to be done away with. He says, teacher, what is the great commandment in the Torah? And Yahweh said to him, you should love your Elohim with all your heart. Wait a minute. Isn't that commandment one? So why didn't you just say it to the young man in Matthew 19? You told him some other stuff. 37, and Yahweh said to him, you shall love Yahweh, your Elohim, with all your heart and with all your being and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. He says, and the second is like it. You should love your neighbors as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the Torah and the prophets. Everybody that's in the mix, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moshe, Jonathan, everybody knows this that I have taught. Joseph knew it. All of the prophets of old knew it. But you didn't say this in Matthew 19. And that pastor said that that's all you had to do. What he said to do in Exodus 19 and in um, Matthew 19. So now here in Matthew 22, now you're saying the first two commandments and you're not saying the other ones. So was he just giving examples to this young man who had great possessions? And now he's telling this other person. What is the two greatest commandments? Or what is the greatest commandment? So is Yahshua being, is he not being consistent? Or is he just was figure of speaking like, you know, I'll just give you a couple. And I didn't start from the beginning. I gave you like commandments uh, four, five, six, and seven, but I didn't give you one and two. So does that mean that you didn't have to do, to, now does that man walking away in Matthew 19, walking away believing he didn't have to do one and two? And why is Yahshua giving him commandments? Yahshua had a perfect opportunity to say, listen, 
as quiet as kept. I'm about to be killed on the cross, and I'm going to die for your sins, and I'm going to take all that away. So don't even really worry about it. Why didn't he just say that to both of them? Why did Yahshua go into the commandments if he is saying, why did he go into the commandments if he is going to die in, in a little bit? Why did he not say, listen, you don't have to even worry about that no more. My father sent me to die on the cross to take away your sins, and that's irrelevant. I'm giving a, pause, a silent pause, and I'm just staring into the camera because I'm trying to I'm trying to wait for you to answer me. You can't answer me? Okay. So let's go back to 19. Because I because I have some people in my life, right? And family, they have been to school forever. And they are and they are preachers. And you show them this and they are oblivious to what you're talking about. Totally oblivious. They will not accept this at all. If Yahshua HaMashiach is the one that you are laying everything on to be the one who's going to die on the cross and take away all the commandments that his father uh, 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 laid out, he's going to take all that away when he dies on the cross. And you're telling people that they don't have to do the commandments and that the Old Testament is basically irrelevant. But then the same person you say is going to take away all the, all the Old Testament is literally teaching it. I, If you hear what I'm saying, I'm totally confused. Because here's the perfect chance for Yahshua HaMashiach to say, in a couple weeks, couple days, whatever, you're not even going to have to worry about that because of me. I'm about to take away all of that. But as you can... As you can see, he does not say that. He talks about his dad. He talks about the beginning. He talks about the covenant commandments. Who cares which one is the greatest if I'm about to take him away? And, Yah and Yahshua said to them, truly I say to you, when the son of Adam sits on the throne of his esteem, you who have followed me in the rebirth shall also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And every, everyone who had, has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or lands for my namesake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many who are first shall be last and the last first. What is he talking about in 29 when he says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife? or children, or lands, for my namesake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Because when you, when you are preaching this right here, you're going to lose family. Yeah. You're going to lose your friends. And this is not, one thing about, I always thought that this, the Bible was talking to Christians about the world. That's what I always thought. It's the centers of the world that he will, you become a Christian and your your family was out in the street and 
you all of a sudden become saved and you start going to church and paying your tithes, you will think that 29 uh, is referring to you. Because now I know the Lord and, you know, now my family don't, don't, don't like me no more. They separate themselves. I'm always ministering about the Lord. No, this is talking about the church and where I am. And I'm not trying to be high-minded. The Bible's not talking to the world. It talks about the world. So when you're telling Christians this walk right here about honoring the commandment, they're going to leave you. I don't know if I read 30, but it says, but many who are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So just a, this is just a reminder that this podcast is also on Spotify and Instagram and on YouTube and live on YouTube as well. Don't forget to like my page and to share my page where it applies. And don't forget to hit the notification button and don't forget to subscribe as well. I hope you guys have a blessed day and shalom.